With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, I'm Michaela from Columbus, and I would absolutely recommend 3C. Because the accident wasn't my fault, 3C stepped in to handle the other person's insurance company, so I didn't have to do a thing. While they were fixing up my bumper, they actually fixed up a few of the scratches that were there, and now it looks brand new. I would totally recommend 3C to my friends and family, and I have been. <laughs> 3C Body Shop, the finest in collision repair. Hey guys, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into the apps all the people like to listen to? And how do I make money from my podcast? Well, the answer to every one of these questions is really simple. It's called Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and extremely easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I've been using Anchor now for, oh, almost a year, and I really enjoy it. It's a lot easier than any of the other podcast apps I've ever tried. And again, it's free, guys. It really is free. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, So if you want to get started on a podcast and making money doing it, then go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Anchor, the best way to podcast. All right, this is Mason Engler of the Down East Wood Ducks, and you're listening to the Rangers Report. This is the Ranger Report podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. Experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages. Or meat you barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at Waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at Beachistics to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon RANGERS15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order at Waltons.com. Waltons, everything but the meat. (laughs) One thing I do want to mention, and I don't think I've... I haven't talked to you about this yet. I did talk to Chris Halleck earlier today, and he wants to go to bat against me and you over JD. Oh, does he? And he said he will happily come on the podcast and do it. All right, let's have him on here in the next few weeks. Yes, I told him it wouldn't be right away, but I said, I'll let you know. And he said, gladly, I'll gladly get on there. So we're going to fight Chris Alec. I like that. That is good. We need a good fight with Chris. 
Yeah. Where yeah, Chris no. is always so nice. We need to get into a fight with him. Yeah, we need to rile him up a little bit. And he's yeah, he's been very cordial and very, very kind to us. Him and Jeff Wilson and Kennedy yep. Landry and, and Victor Ross, all our guests have been yeah. great. But Chris, yeah, Chris, we need to get him riled up a little bit. I agree. I think we do. His podcast, North Texas 9, he's not doing it consistently, so we can make fun of him that too. Yeah, yeah. So, Actually, that's uh, good because that's more people to listen to us. Yeah, flip over here. If you're not listening to Chris, bring it over. All right, let's let's move on to what we talked about. <laughs> did I earlier. say that out loud. You did. That's all right, though. We'll take it. Hey, hey, we're, we'll we'll take anybody. We don't care. You know, I don't hey. care. We'll take Yankees fans even to listen to us. I mean, we won't like you, but we'll take you. Let's move on to what we talked about earlier. I did a way too early roster prediction for 2022, and since 2021 now is just sort of a let's roll guys through and see how they look. We, I decided to take a look at the 2022 roster, so we're going to go through position players and then pitchers here to finish off the show tonight. And uh, if you want to read the whole thing, you can go to therangerreport.com, and it's in two separate articles, way too early predictions for the 2022 roster. And we'll start where everyone always starts, catcher. And I don't think I'm going out on a limb when I when I called this one, um, although people might be a little surprised. I just think he's earned it. I think Jonah Heim will start day one next season. <laughs> Yeah, I can't disagree there, and I think it's just going to be a matter of who's coming out of spring training hottest, yeah. kind of like they're doing it right now. Either Jose Trevino or Jonah Haim are going to start the season as, as the main catcher, and then when one cools off, the other one's going to catch more. It's going to be kind of like this season, and I don't I don't mind that at all. I, I look forward to seeing both of them in a Rangers uniform and Rangers gear, Rangers catching gear next year, and very, very happy. We got one of the, one of the best dad parents – fans oh yeah jonah's dad james i love we love james high man yep. <laughs> he's great he's pretty awesome uh, so yeah we, we'd love to 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 see jonah win the uh either one of them we love jose trevino too but keeping jonah on the roster and, and playing regularly and getting his dad in, involved is awesome but yeah i i don't i i can totally see that and I did mention in my article, this is my opening day predictions. I do think that him and Trevino will still split time pretty much evenly next year, depending if Pozo outplays one of them, you could see, you know, you could see something drastic happen. But for now, I'm going to say that it's Haim and Trevino with Haim being the starting day catcher. So we'll move on to first base and uh, nothing against Nathaniel Lowe or uh, Ronald Guzman. But I think the Rangers are prepping Sam Huff to be the everyday first baseman. This is where it gets controversial, man. Yep. Um, no. I, I, yes, that he is being prepped to, well, catch mainly, I think. Uh, Although the injury has kept him from catching this season, but really, really prepping him for the majors regardless. He's going to hit somewhere. Uh, First base, catcher, DH, whatever, but it's not going to be the start of the next season, I don't think, Ben. And I think that they've invested too much in Nathaniel Lowe already, and he will open next season as the starting first baseman. And, you know, I don't completely disagree with that either. I think, I think, like you said, it was a bit of a stretch. It was a bit of a reach, but he's been playing so good. I like good. it, though. He's been yeah. playing so good. I think if he plays like that in spring training, he's got a shot to pull that off. But, you know, also low. And then if Guzman is completely healthy, you've got those two guys battling it out again. We'll see what happens. And I do like Nathaniel Lowe. Don't get me wrong. I actually do mm-hmm. like him. Good guy. He's a really good player. Um, but we'll just see what happens. That, that's one of my, uh, that's one of my <gasps> reach type picks yeah i like it i just think he's going to start in triple a next year and get get his catching legs underneath him and, and and play every day at either first or catcher or dh so he's going to play a lot he needs to be hitting every day 
Yeah, I would agree. And I think you're right about that on that part. But I'm still going with him for opening day starter. Second base, the, people may disagree with me on this too, but I still think it's going to be Nick Solike. I can absolutely see that. And I absolutely do agree. He does way too much at the plate for you to keep him off the ro- opening day roster number yeah. one. And he's, again, versatile. And right now, second base is his. It's, I think it's still his to lose. I know Andy Ibanez and and Yanni Hernandez are, are playing pretty well right now as a tandem. And, and Hernandez, they call him the Mosquito for a reason. And I'll get into him here in a little bit. But, yeah, I, I can totally see Nick Solak hitting his way at, at worst, hitting his way to the starting second base spot because – he, yeah, you just want his bat in there. He tear, he's torn up every level of the minor leagues he's been at. Yep. He killed AAA this season when he went down, and maybe that's what he needed. And hopefully, yeah, I, I like Nick Solak starting at second base next season. I, I agree with that. Uh, nothing controversial at shortstop, although, you know, they do have a few options. Don't know if he's going to win a gold glove this year, but I think he's played good enough to keep the spot. I think Isaiah Kiner-Falefa is your starting shortstop opening day in 2022. No disagreements on any of that. At first, he did look like he was playing like a gold glove shortstop. He's kind of had some, I don't know, I don't want to call it a case of the yips, but a minor case of the yips about the last half of the season. So he's, he's, it's probably worn on him how bad everything's gone, but no, no yeah. disagreements. And I'm not even going to try to, I'm not adding anything else there. It's it. He's, the, he's starting shortstop next year. All right, my third base prediction looks a whole lot better since he got called up to AAA, but I'm going to say that we won't have Holt, we won't have Culberson, and Josh Young is finally going to get his chance to be the everyday third baseman for the Texas Rangers. Yep, if he goes to into spring training and and does what we all expect him to do, which is hit well, and he's going to be playing more in the field at third, yeah, he's going to win that job. It's totally his to lose, I think, going into spring training. It's a Leo Tavares. Hopefully, doesn't turn out like Leo Tavares, but it's a Tavares situation where he He's going to get the longest leash. They, they want him to be a starting third baseman next year and moving for forward for many years, and so do we. Totally agree. I think I, th- I knew I kind of knew we'd be on agreement on that one, and I think that we're going to be on agreement on the next one. Um, unless he falls off a train or dies, I think Adolis Garcia is going to be your right fielder in 2022. Yeah, he's cooled off after a marvelous start to his rookie campaign, and he it's again, it'll be a real shock if he does not win rookie of the year and he's earned the right to go in and be the starting right fielder next year. And Chris Hallett kind of warned us of this too. He's still unproven. I mean, this is his rookie season. Yeah. He's 28 and he should be able to adjust better than a younger player. And we're going to find out next year. So, and he's still making great catches and he's still throwing mm -hmm. people out on the base pass from right field. So his defense hasn't slowed down at all, even though he's had ups and downs at the plate. Cannon arm. Uh, runs the bases real well, got great legs. And yeah, the one he stole the other night in the Mariners game in the 11th inning, reached over the bullpen and snagged that sucker back. And he just walked. I mean, he didn't even check his glove. Nope. He caught, he reached over, caught it and just started running back to the, to the dugout and didn't ever look at his glove once. So yeah, he's going to be your right fielder and it's moving forward. The Rangers outfield is going to be really exciting to watch defensively. I agree. And in center field, I think we'll be in agreement on this one, but I don't know. We've talked about it. He's really heated up at triple a. I think the Rangers wanted him to start this year and they did, and it didn't go well. But I think that if Leody can uh, do anything like what he's done at AA these last month, month and a half that Leody gets his center field spot back again yep i think he's gonna go into spring training next season the same as this one it's gonna be his job to lose yep and i expect him to look a whole lot different 
than he did. Just mannerisms and body language and all that. I expect him to go in looking a whole lot different from the experience that he got this year and the kind of kick in the teeth that maybe he needed. And he's, yeah, like you mentioned, he's, he's come around. We talked about him earlier. He's back up above 250. He was sitting under 200 for the longest time in AAA yeah. and, and was striking out just like he was when he started the season in, in the majors. And now he's, he's really getting back up there. He's starting to hit the showing his raw power. He can hit for you. He can hit about 10, 15 home runs a season. Um, that I'd say a ceiling 15, but yeah, he's got some raw power in him and he can put the ball in the gaps. And with his speed, he needs to be putting the ball on the ground too. Let's not forget about that. He can run the bases really well. He can do so many things on the bases. He needs to put the ball on the ground. So maybe threaten with some bunts. I don't think I saw him bunt one time when he was on the major league club. Do you remember any? No, I don't remember him bunting. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, but I agree. Leody Tavares in center. All right. Left field was really tough for me. That was, that was probably the hardest position you've got. You know, DJ Peters, Jason Martin, you got Steel Walker, who is at AAA now. You got JP Martinez, you got Bubba Thompson, you got Josh Stowers, all of these outfielders in the system that are doing really, really good, plus the guys that are already there. And I really, like I said, this one took me the longest, but I think he's earned it the way he's played this year. I'm going to say that Eli White starts at left field. This one's so hard. Yep. To be honest, because that's one position in left field that's it's going to look good. Starting in 2023, I believe it's going to yep. look really good because the, the names you just mentioned. And I think that the clock is ticking on Steel Walker. I would not be surprised to see Steel Walker in left field. And, and Eli White just got injured and is probably it's not they weren't optimistic about it. Yeah. So it doesn't look like he might he might he might not be back on the on the team this year. So that one's really up in the air. Um I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to throw this one out there and throw Steel Walker in there cuz he's 24, 25 I believe. Yep, he's 25. So, yep, 25. So he his time's now to either shine or or you know, end up getting roll five or, or something. Or well, and after, after I wrote this, he was called up to triple a. So I was like, Oh yeah. I was like, Oh yeah. That, that might've changed my decision of that to happen before I wrote this. So I, I would agree with you. I think it's probably going to be Eli or steel. Yeah. And you, you have the disadvantage here because you wrote this two weeks ago. We were yeah. going to talk about it last Wednesday. So yeah, uh, I, I mean, I don't, I don't blame you at all for putting Eli white there. I would have agreed. I would have agreed then. So I'll, I mean, now we can agree the same. Steel Walker, Eli White at this point. All right. And then designated hitter, I have Willie Calhoun. But I put in the article that I think the Rangers are pretty close to the end of the Willie Calhoun experiment. He has not worked out. And it's been because of injury, not because he hasn't worked out. And I think that he might just be a little too fragile for what the Rangers are looking for going forward. But at the moment, I think he'll be your starting DH unless they go out and get somebody. Well, this is it. Yeah, this is a scenario I completely agree, but the two of his freak injuries or two of his injuries have been freak injuries with the getting hit twice, one once yeah. in the face and once in the arm and, and breaking bones. And so he's, he's going to get the opportunity and I could actually see him now that we, we just talked about how left field is really up in the air. I'm, I'm going to go ahead now and you might agree with me now. I know this was, you wrote this two weeks ago, but I think Willie Calhoun might be your starting left fielder. If you look at it now, I actually, that one wouldn't surprise me either. So, because you might have a Yoel Pozo DHing, uh, you might have Ronald Guzman DHing. You might have, I mean, 
Sam Huff DHing. I mean, we can we can Curtis Terry maybe. Uh, <laughs> we can go a lot of different angles yep. there. So, and then uh, yeah, maybe playing left field against right-handers and then against lefties, he DHs and Eli White plays left. Or Steel Walker plays left against against left-handed pitching. So that's a, that's those are two really hard to to really put a finger on right now, but I, I, I think we can both agree Calhoun's in the lineup no matter what. And it just depends on whether it's going to be left field or DH or both. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on to the uh, pitching. I, uh, I definitely took a huge, huge shot at the opening day starter, not opening day, but the ace of the staff for the Rangers. Um, I, oh, I, yeah, you, you went off the cuff here, and I, I went, like it. I went way off the cuff, but I went with history, in my opinion. So you look at – everyone's talking about Clayton Kershaw, right, that, that it would be perfect yeah. for him to finish out his career with the Rangers. But like I mentioned in the article, when do the Rangers' ownership – like to pay somebody he's gonna he's gonna get a three-year 90 million dollar contract mm-hmm. you know easy the rangers aren't gonna pay that same thing with scherzer stroman gosman zach Greinke, everyone who's gonna be available next year they're not they're not gonna be able to pay that kind of money or they'll be able they're not gonna want to but there's a guy with a career 387 era who's having a down year due to injury does this sound familiar to anybody He's got a low ERA for most of his career, but he's been injured and he's having a down year and he's at the end of his contract at the end of this year. And that is Chris Archer. That is the perfect guy, in my opinion, for the Rangers to pick up and be the opening day starter or number one starter for the Rangers in 2022. I like where you went here because Archer really hasn't pitched any meaningful games since 2018. Nope. He signed a one year, six and a half million dollar contract with the Rays this offseason and was immediately put on the 60 day injured list with forearm tightness. So he's not going to play this year and he's going to be available for cheap next year. I like it because I think the Rangers have had such success with those guys, Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson. They were hoping to get that kind of thing with Mike Fultonevich and and uh, Jordan Lyles. Fultonevich, I'm going to leave the door open for him. I cannot believe it, but I'm, I'm saying that. <laughs> I'm leaving the door open for Fultonevich to maybe be able to revive himself, which it looks like he's starting to. But, yeah, yeah. and Mike Miner as well. I mean, that's another – Another guy, Lance Lynn, you know, all those guys injury prone and then they, they needed a restart. The Rangers give them a restart with a couple of years on the, we had a couple of years of signability too, or uh, retainability. But yeah, I, I could see him getting a one year, one year deal. And I mean, heck, if he, if he comes back next year and, and rebuilds his value, he could be a trade piece. So I can't disagree. Um, I, I see them doing that one way or the other. I like that you actually chose a guy. <laughs> yeah. And you you think it's it's going to be Archer, his career three eight seven ERA. That's going to play well. Yep. And in a new ballpark. And yeah, I, I think one way or the other, they're going to get a, a guy like that to, to head the rotation. And Archer just might be that guy. I like that you, again that you actually named a guy. You didn't say. I think that's what they're going to do. I, yeah, I was going to say that one way or the other, they're going to be. Son, it's going to be a free agent starting the season. It's not going to be the guy that's on the roster right now. I agree. And I think, again, you know, and here's the, the good news for me. If I'm right, I look like I'm brilliant. And if I'm wrong, no one's going to remember. So I'm good. Yeah, shot way. in the dark, man. Shot in the dark. I'm good either way. All right. Now, I did have Lyles and Fultonevich both being basically cut from the team. Uh, odds are that's probably not going to happen. But I think Lyles will probably wind up in the bullpen if he stays. And we'll see, like you said, Fultonevich is on the fence now because he's actually playing better than we thought he was going to finish out the season. So I don't know, but that's not who I have. I'm going to stick with what I wrote. 
So I had a lot of people to look at, including Lyles Fultonevich, Cody, uh, Alexi, John King, Wes Benjamin, all, you know, possible. But I had these four guys following after Chris uh, Archer. I had Colby Allard, Dane Dunning, Taylor Hearn, and Kohei Arihara. That's who I have as the final four in the rotation. And I would have completely agreed with that. I like the, the I wouldn't even call it reaches shot in the dark, Chris Archer or, or, or another pitcher becoming a free agent veteran pitcher that could trying to rebuild his value and revive his career as a number one. Now we can both probably agree. Mike Fulton, we might lean that way, but with, with, I'll just say this with the four guys that you have there, Following whoever is that number one next year, I agree with it 110%. I, there's not one player in there, Allard, Dunning, Hearn, or Arahara, who will be coming back off injury, and they absolutely need him to log some innings, especially if Fulton Nevich is not there, especially with the, if you're signing a free agent pitcher who's got an injury history like a Chris Archer, you need somebody to eat innings. You can't have young guys just holding up the whole rotation. This isn't the 2003 Marlins, yeah. you know? So, yeah, I like that. Hayden and Hearn's going to be getting – he's going to get – definitely going to be getting a shot. He's getting it now. And I think he's going to do just fine. I, and I think he's going to be much better. He's going to be stretched out next season. He's going to be a starter from the get-go. And then you got John King, West Benjamin. I'm out on that experiment. Yeah. And yeah. But Alexi and Cody, Cody, hopefully he come back comes back healthy. And I think what you'll see, you may see – yeah, Hearn continued to be kind of a tandem guy. And, Kyle and Dunning as well. The, and Dunning. Well, I don't know. They're, they're yeah. saying next season, now, as long as he everything goes well this season because they're limiting his pitch count, yeah. limiting his innings, and I think they're going to unleash him next season. But Kyle, you could see Kyle Cody and Taylor Hearn doing that tandem thing next year. And then both of them might end up pitching a full you know, full slate like they've got Allard doing this year. Yeah. Allard's very young. He's only 23. And there they have they have no leash on him because he has no injury history. So, but with Cody, there's going to be one, and with Hearn, you might want to preserve that arm for when you're competitive. I don't know, but I, I cannot disagree at all with how you have that at all. All right, and then in the bullpen, considering that they that some of these guys recover from their injuries, I have uh, Jose Leclerc. He'll probably try out for the closer. Don't know if he'll make it or not. And also Jonathan Hernandez will be returning from injury, I believe, in 2022. Yes, sir. Then I have Dennis Santana, who I thought has been great since coming over to the Rangers. Uh, Brett Martin, John King, uh, Jerry Rodriguez. And then I'm not as high on him as I was two weeks ago. And that's D-trained Demarcus Evans, who's been struggling mightily lately. Yeah, that was my bullpen guy coming into the year, too. Uh, Well, he did good for a while, but he's been struggling lately. Yeah, and well, it, I just I'm, I'm still interested about that sticky stuff thing, and I'm not accusing him of doing it. I am not at all. But that was the thing on Demarcus Evans when he was in the minors was he throws 94, 93, 94, 95, but it f- plays like 97, 98, 99 because of the high spin rate. And now they're enforcing that stuff, and he's started to struggle. I'm not accusing him of it. I'm absolutely not doing that. Some guys might have huge, and he does. He's a big old guy. He's got big old hands and long fingers. You can cut. You can have some more spin rate coming off of that. So, yeah, he's a guy. Just I, I, he's got the stuff to do it. So I, I don't disagree any there. I, I, 
Yeah, there, there's some tough was, ones, and there's other guys like Josh Spores, who's on the team now. That you know, I just don't know. You've got guys like Drew Anderson, uh, Hunter Wood, Joe Barlow. These are other guys. Joe you know. Barlow is who I was about to say. Yep. I would, I would, I would not hesitate to take Yuri Rodriguez out and have him in AAA. Yep, as a starter and throw in Joe Barlow as your closer next year. And man, I hate to do this. Drop Demarcus Evans out of there. Uh, and put <laughs> I hate and put Spencer Patton in there in the bullpen. For yep, me. another one that I left uh, off. Yep. So there's and Dennis Santana. That's another guy. He's a, he's a bubble guy because you could easily take him out and yep. put Josh Spores or Jarrell Cotton in there, like you mentioned. And you're going to have to have a place for Kyle Cody. I'm saying it. I'm saying it already. This yep. This year before next year, Kyle Cody will be on the pitching staff one way or the other. I agree. And then of course, Nick Snyder, who they just called up is another guy that they're looking at right now. And if he can pitch like they think he can, he could also upset this list. That's a guy. Yeah. We've, I've been thinking about him pretty much the whole podcast and we haven't mentioned Nick Snyder. He can bring the heat y'all. Yes, he can. (laughs) He He can bring the heat. So that's, yeah, there's this, I love the way too early ones with the bullpen because there's no talent. There's going to be probably two guys that aren't even on the team right now. They're going to make the roster. Yeah. And then there's probably, make the bullpen next year. Probably going to be four guys that we talked about that won't even be here next year. (laughs) It's fun to do though, but yeah, yeah. uh, I just, the way Barlow, I know he went on the DL, the IL. Dang it. I'm still doing the DL. Yeah, I still do it too. Yeah, but he's on the injured list because of that blister, and it's kind of not surprising. He dominated the Mariners in the ninth inning yesterday, and then things went awry later on. Or no, it was the tenth inning. I'm sorry, in the tenth inning, and he came out for the eleventh and gave up a two run home run, and then almost a home run if uh, Adolis Garcia had not brought it back. And he just didn't look the same. Well, he had a blister. So yeah. he's on the IL, but that's a guy he is showing electric things. What was it? Eight straight pitches, eight straight hitters he had struck out in yeah. a three game span. And yep. earlier in the year, and he took over that closer role and was dominant. He, oh, and Jose, yeah, Jose Leclerc might be getting Neftali Feliz here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You get Tommy John surgery the one year, and the next year, somebody else has your job. And, that's just the way baseball go, Ron Washington. That's the way baseball go. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that was fun, and we'll probably do more of them as the winter and the fall move on. I'll do more. I like I like doing 2022. We'll also probably do 2023, but I didn't want to steal Levi Weaver's uh, thing, which he did the 2023 roster. So I decided to go ahead and do We You and I talked about it, and I did 2022, and I think we'll hit a couple of these before uh, the season starts. And then, of course, once spring training starts next year, we'll – start talking about how right or wrong either of us were. Yeah. You, we were talking about 2023 and doing one of those and then Levi stole it and put it on there. We were like, well, crap. Yeah. When a professional right. writer does it, I really don't want to try to replace <laughs> what he did. The three, two, this guy on Twitter. Yeah. Jake. And you know, I, I do, I do subscribe to the athletic just so I can read Levi's articles. Yeah. He's awesome. He's, he's awesome. really, really good. If you don't follow him and if you don't subscribe to the athletic, that's how those guys make their money. So you should do that. If you can afford it, you should do it. Uh, I enjoy and it. Levi is a huge connoisseur of the dot race. He is. He is a, he, he was he even tweeted the other night. People texted him. He was off. And several people texted him the blue one. He made a tweet about it saying, man, everyone's got my back even when I'm missing a game. Well, it was Halleck and I think uh, Kennedy and Jeff Will. I think yeah. all of them were yeah, texting him. Three or four of them, yeah, texted him. <laughs> that's a good bit, man. That, that's good stuff. All right. Well, I think uh, that we're going to split this into two because it's almost an hour long. 
Yep, yep. That sounds great to me. We had stuff to talk about tonight. Hopefully we covered everything, but there was so much that happened. All the call-ups and all the send-downs and all the ILs and the DFAs and the... Ooh, boy. Well, we're going to go back to once a week here on forward and maybe more like we've been doing. This one will have... There'll be two this week because we're going to split this one into two. So you'll have the first half and then the second half. And then we're going to try to get Halleck on. We're going to try to get... uh, I'm going to try to get Josh Young on the podcast if we can Mm -hmm. or someone else from Round Rock. Uh, Then we'll try to get some more uh, Frisco, maybe some Hickory. We're going to try to hit the minor leagues hard here to finish out the season since we're going to be seeing these guys, all these guys in spring training next year. We want to go ahead and get uh, get into their heads right now before we get there. So we're looking forward to all that. Hopefully you are too. Thank you again for listening. We took a couple weeks off, but our numbers are still really good. So we appreciate you guys for uh, listening, for subscribing, uh, for leaving us reviews on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you leave them. We do appreciate it. Uh, we wouldn't do this if you guys didn't listen well we actually we probably still would but we appreciate it a lot better the fact that you guys listen so thank you very much and uh hopefully we will talk to you guys pretty soon yeah it would just be me and you ben just talking to each other and you know what we'd be be fine with that'd be i wouldn't i wouldn't care but i do i do appreciate that people actually listen Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to y'all listeners. And thank you for your patience with us and the kind words that we got on Facebook uh, during our little mini, mini, mini hiatus. And just can't thank y'all enough. This has been a blast of a season. And although the Rangers have not done that well this year, actually haven't done well at all. But <laughs> we, we certainly uh, are appreciating all the, the numbers and the, and the listens and getting us in the top 150 multiple times. And yeah, and in my opinion, we're laying the groundwork for two years from now when the Rangers are good. We're going to be so good at this that people will have to listen to us. Yeah, it's going to be mandatory. They'll be like, wait, have you listened to the Ranger report? You haven't. You're an idiot. Oh, hey, is it is it is it Wednesday? Oh, no, it's only Tuesday. Crap. I got to wait another night to listen to the Ranger report and give a shout out to my CXP training class. And with that, deuces, deuces. Hey, see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.